Hi, I'm Josh. Hi, I'm Mikey. This is a podcast about racing. Sometimes we talk about racing. And sometimes we don't. This is the crossover. Uh, Michael, we don't do these shows very often. Yeah, this is so. This is an emergency. <laughs> our fans are getting two shows today. Yes. One we recorded in our normal schedule. That's right. One we are c- recording like right away and we're going to drop it before we yes. drop it. Yeah. Yeah. So ladies, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, we saw, can I set up why we did yes, it? Okay, yes. So I saw, and then I shared with you, uh-huh. we have not been to Winchester speedway ever, ever. We have a bunch of friends that have t- say great things about it. Yes. Um, we had tickets to go to the flyover, the flyover 150. I remember that. Um, and then it got canceled. Yes. And then we made the decision at the time and mm-hmm. we actually emailed them and I don't know that that manager is there anymore, mm-hmm. but we said, Hey, keep the money. You guys need it. Yep. We already spent it. Don't yep. worry about it. But we saw a post saying, you know, we've kind of reached out with some people to find out the reason people aren't coming is because they don't, they never understand what's going on on yeah. the track. And we reached out and we went to whoever would answer and said, Hey, come on. Explain what's going on at Winchester because mm-hmm. it's kind of a revival from yes. the way I understand it. And we'll drop the podcast that night. And real quick, while we're still in the first minute, today's mm-hmm. show brought to you by Jim's Outlaws, Northwest Figure 8, uh, Polk Brothers Racing, Loyalty Racing, and our Rule 1 shot brought to you by Moondrops Distillery. I am drinking Moondrops vodka out of a Moondrops <laughs> shot glass. That's the most Moondrops drink ever. Anyway, we have a guest on the phone. So The promoter for yes, Winchester. Yes. Mr. Larry Bose. Welcome, sir. Hey, uh, good to be here. <laughs> so, uh, first of all, thanks for coming on on such short notice. Yes, we know you you promote for a couple of different facilities. This took like it, it's and only been hours that we've known each we other. We know you're at work tonight, mm-hmm. we're like right now. So we're going to get you out as fast as possible. But we are huge short track advocates. Yes, and we want to do anything we could for Winchester. So, in a real quick brief, and then we'll ask some questions. Tell everyone what they need to know about Winchester Speedway. And I think you preempted it a little bit in the opening. And, uh, you know, we kind of asked people, why don't you go there? And they said, well, we, we understand maybe it's a click. You have to know somebody. We don't know anything about it. And, and we just didn't want to go and, and, and look crazy. So uh, what we came up with was, whoa, we've got a, a short track event coming up this weekend. Uh, it's on a smaller scale, and we're sharing it with the vintage cars. So we're going to try something called racing 101 and it's going to be for, uh, you know, so many times you go to the track and the announcer just gets so preoccupied announcing what's going on, forgetting that there's people there that have never been to a race. So this is what we're kind of going to do. Just bring the people together in the concession stand or maybe a section of the bleachers and just walk them through a race. Tell them what the flags mean. Why is that guy up there jumping up and down, waving a flag? What does that mean? What is a heat race? What is a, a B main? And what, what about laps? And they're always talking about turn one. Where's turn one? Yeah. Things that we just, uh, as devout race fans take for granted. So we're just going to try to introduce racing and Winchester speedway, uh, to a whole new group of people. That sounds really fun. Yeah, and from what I understand, um, did did Winchester just go through a management change or an ownership change or something like that? For the last 26 years, it's been owned by uh, Charlie Shaw, who uh, saved the track from uh, actually going into bankruptcy. He bought it on the courthouse uh, steps of Randolph County about, uh, like I said, 26 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's gone through some different management and everything. And then last spring, the track was kind of without management but Charlie wanted to get it going. 
So I just kind of put a feeler out there. I had known Charlie, but not on a one-to-one basis. And uh, we just kind of hit it off really, really well. And there's already an excellent team in place there. So all I did was basically come on to steer the ship uh, using the uh, great people that are already there, you know, their, their dedication, their loyalty, and their willingness to make Winchester uh, such a great facility. So, yeah, I, this is my second year there. Can you give us the specs of the track, the the length, the service type, uh, the the banks, the stuff like that? Sure. It's a uh, measured a one-half-mile track, and uh, it is long straightaways, tight turns, uh, a, a true, I guess you would call it like a paper clip, not quite like Martinsville, but kind of envision that. But the unique thing, and it's uh, pavement, asphalt, started out as dirt back in 1915, but uh, the unique thing about Winchester and what instills the fear factor is the banking. Uh, it's been measured as steep as 37 degrees, Ooh, wow. which uh, is a lot. But in the, one of the most recent repavings about 20 years ago, some of that banking was cut out. We don't know the exact measurements. However, iRacing was here last week, and uh, they've taken all the – video and everything and we're finally going to be on iRacing here within that's the next cool. couple of years that's and they'll hard. they'll have all the specifics oh that's amazing um and then that but the the, uh, the other unique thing is so you've got that anywhere from 27 to 37 degree banking in the turns and then you exit the turn and that banking goes to a flat. So, you know, you, you, you're thrust into the turn, you get flying. And unlike a lot of tracks where you run low at Winchester, the fast groove obviously is high right up against the concrete. Mm -hmm. And then it just boom, comes right out and flattens out. So it's a, it's a very, very unique, intimidating racetrack. So you really, really need to know what you're doing there. There's not, there isn't any forgiveness in the transition between the banks and the and the straightaways that's kind of scary what classes right what classes run there um like normally regularly regularly thank you well the thing is uh, because of the nature of the beast uh, and the intimidation we don't run weekly right now there are only four to six races on the schedule because quite frankly it's hard to find people that want to race there. It's a shame. Years ago, uh, you know, you advertised your race, everybody showed up. Now, uh, the nature of the beast is everybody just kind of looks at the racetrack before they decide they want to race on it. So to answer your question, uh, the track became notorious with open wheel racing back in the days of USAC sprints and USAC midgets. But then as they shied away from pavement, uh, the management at the time had to look around and about 40 some years ago, the owner at the time, Roger Holdeman put together a stock car race lined up with ASA and uh, created what was then known as the dry power 400 for super late models. Mm -hmm. And that's now the signature event. So that's uh, become pretty much a stock car oriented track with everything from the compact or actually the crown Vicks through the compacts through street stocks right up to the super late models. And they run both Labor Day weekend. And then the uh, 400 weekend is October 13 through 15. Uh, with the help of uh, Brady Bacon, uh, open wheel racing has come back to Winchester. This will make the third year that the USAC silver crown cars uh, will be taken to the high banks. 
And that was met with some nervousness three years ago when Brady brought them in, but it turned out to be a stellar event. And now it's one of the most looked forward to events on the Silvercon schedule. And that'll be coming up uh, July 20th. That So that's exciting. So then it sounds like there's no, okay. So then there's no dedicated division. There's, it's not really anyone's home track per se. It's almost a stop on several different tours then. Correct. It's a special event only track. And uh, we're trying to expand upon that with different sanctioning bodies. Uh, back in the eighties, it was an attempt was made to become a weekly track. And it just, uh, there's so much racing in the area. It was difficult to do on a Sunday afternoon because at that time there were no lights. Uh, there are lights now. And ironically, they're not hooked up to an electric company. They are run by generators. So, um, you know, it's kind of a throwback with that. So it's uh, actually one of the oldest racetracks in America, uh, second only to uh, the Indianapolis 500. Uh, so a lot, a lot of rich heritage and history there. So in 19, you said 1915 is when it opened. Um, what were they, this is probably going to be a DFQ, but what would they, uh, what were they racing in, uh, in 1915? Dogs. Ironically, it started out as a motorcycle track. Really? The, the, the banking actually, as story has it, uh, as the motorcycles, as you know, when they go in the turns, they throw, you know, the rooster tail, the dirt up in the air. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they just continued throwing it and they just kept, you know, grooming the track accordingly. Oh, and wow. that's how the, the banking was created. And then it went into the, uh, at the time, what you would call like the coops and things like that, uh, roaring roadsters, like what ran down at Mount Lawn. Okay. And even in 19. 19- 50, I believe it was. There was actually a NASCAR series race there. Really? And again, as story would have it, uh, Bill France Sr. was there, saw the banks, and came back and measured them. And the banking at Daytona was mirrored off of the banking of Winchester. Wow. Holy cow. That, that's amazing. So that's like a NASCAR-grade track is what you're saying. Well, yeah, back then it was. Oh, right. Should, okay. The thing is, it's really short now. They're, the NAS, now NASCAR is starting to get back into these shorter tracks. Shorter tracks is kind of like a boutique thing or a feature every now. I'd and be then. cool with that. It's, I would make me way more interested in NASCAR. Yeah. to be honest with you. Um. So, but so besides Winchester, so this racing one hundred and one is going to be great. Besides Winchester, do you work? And that's but hold on a second. Yeah, that's yeah. tomorrow, right? That's that's Sun- sad, sad. Sunday. What day is it? Right. It's going to be okay. Sunday. Uh, right around uh, twelve thirty. We're going to be doing it. Okay. Uh, and uh, we are featuring that day uh, again a local division. We're running the Crown Vicks and the uh, Thunder Roasters that night. So it's a very affordable admission for people to come in, just take in a Sunday afternoon, of course, as we have to say anymore, weather permitting, and uh, just get a taste of racing without the pressures of a big crowd or, you know, the quote unquote click being there. Yeah. I mean, Michael and I started just by, we didn't know, I mean, Michael knew me, but I didn't know anybody when I first started going out to the track. I just... I brought a friend with me, and I said, listen, let's just go watch some figure eight racing. And my friend's like, what's that? And I go, you'll see. And here we are. <laughs> yeah, f- yeah, full disclosure, we are we, we go to we go to different 
shore tracks actually all over. But the our place. home track is the speed drum. Yeah, um, we we go to the speed drum a lot. Although I'm gonna, I'm now thinking about you know what. So gate, what time do the gates open on Sunday? Because I'm actually thinking about going now because I've never been there. Right. And it sounds like an exciting. The gates track. open at eleven, at 11 and uh, we'll do a practice session at noon for the Crown Vicks and the Thunder Roadsters, and then we uh, turn it over to the vintage cars for an hour, and that's when we're going to do our one hundred and one. Okay. And uh, what I wanted to say, and it, what you brought up was a very interesting thing. The great thing about auto racing was people don't realize the stars are not shielded by their egos. In other words, after the event is over, you can go down to the pit area. You can talk to the drivers. And, and you look at the little kids, you know, how wide their eyes open up when they see that driver standing there in the driver's suit. And, uh, you know, personalities can be created very, very easily. Mm-hmm. Whereas you go to a, like a Reds game or something like that, boy, you know, try to go down to the dugout or try to talk to the, the pitcher after the game. You'll you get know, escorted out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Um, and, and that's what we want to point out. That's part of the one-on-one just saying, look, it's, it's kind of a family. Join our family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, help. Yep, absolutely. Be yep. Help the family grow by being a part of it. And that's exactly what we've done at our home track. You know, one of the things that we didn't start this podcast with the goal of connecting fans and drivers. No, but the feedback that we have gotten has consistently been it's the coolest part of the show because um, we hosted out of my house. I built mm-hmm. I built a studio. Well, I built a second bedroom in or a guest bedroom in my house. Turned it into a studio. And then anyone that's in the area, most of the drivers that are in the area, we could just have them come in yep. and we consistently get feedback that it's really put the the fans of the track in touch with the drivers of the track. And one thing that we continually stress is, hey, if you're going to the track after the event, they open those pits. Most of the, not all of them, most of those guys will have no problem talking to you, yep. shaking a hand, taking pictures. And then the next thing you know, the drivers are recognizing you and waving to you and giving you a pat on the back. So thank you for highlighting that. That's, that's absolutely a great point. So what time do your features start then on Sunday? Well, it's uh, kind of a, a unique. It's the Old Timers Reunion Weekend. Again, the highlight is the uh, vintage cars, everything from old Indy Roadsters to uh, old stock cars, you name it. But anyways, oh, wow. they're the focus on the night. They have the track all day uh, Saturday afternoon along with a classic car cruise in and swap meet. And then on Sunday, like I said, 12 o'clock, uh, we'll do a hot lap for the Crown Vicks and Thunder Roadsters. We'll do an hour of vintage cars. And then we get into the meat and potatoes, the racing for the Crown Vicks and the Thunder Roadsters around 130, And we want to get the people in and out by uh, 4 o'clock. Okay. Wow. That sounds, that sounds nice. Get everybody home for dinner. Now um, I, I love, I, I we, love the optimism in getting everybody out by four o'clock. And I have, <laughs> I have to ask as a couple of big dudes, do you have concessions on site and how are they? Well, he's going to oh, say they're uh, great. I, well, I am, you know, and I'm, I'm proud of them because that has been one of the greatest things that people have noticed when they come back. The management before me coming in there closed up the concession stands. I didn't, I don't want to deal with it and brought in food trucks. Wow. Well, nothing against food trucks, but food trucks are food trucks and they can be very expensive. We brought back quality food at affordable pricing. It's met with great reviews. Uh, we do take credit cards or cash and uh, we're very family friendly and we're not in the restaurant business. So that's why we don't charge an arm and a leg for the food, but we know that you're hungry. 
So we want you to eat while you're there and enjoy what you're eating. All right. Now, an adult question. Do you sell beer? Well, what do you think? I, I just <laughs> no. I want to. I, yes, we do. Okay. We do. Well, well here's the thing. Some, so some of the, he was going to say no the, if you hesitated any longer. smaller venues that don't operate weekly don't want the hassle of carrying a liquor license. And we don't blame them, by yeah. the way. We don't blame them at all. Well, well, the unique thing about Indiana, which I'm, I'm a Buckeye, but uh, I've learned know, from operating we'll, tracks we'll, in in Indiana that uh, the Department of Alcohol and uh, Tobacco has a unique thing where you can get a temporary one-day permit. So we just apply for temporary permits for each of our events, which allows us – it's a good-bad thing. Uh, The good thing is that we can sell beer, but the bad thing is that becomes us a liquor establishment and you can't carry your own beer in. Oh yeah, oh, okay. okay. I understand. Okay, so that's why the tracks that are BYOB sell nothing, right? Alcohol, correct? Okay. That makes sense because if you have a license, you're no different than you know Boots Good Boogie and going in there. <laughs> you know, you can't carry yeah. your own beer. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. That was oh, a, that's so good, that was man. A great that was that was it. really good. One. All I right. Um, I know we, we know you're really busy, um, but tonight, where were you? Um, I yeah, know. Give, give a quick plug to where you are. Tonight. Where are you at tonight? Well, tonight I'm at uh, just up the road in uh, Gas City, Indiana, a little quarter-mile dirt track, and we run a special event basis only here on Friday nights. And uh, so tonight we have the sprint cars and uh, the modifieds and, oh, you know, it's a whole menu, Hornets and... uh, Ooh, I like Hornets. It's a fun little night. Yeah, we're we're a huge fan of the Hornets, and uh, our our favorite classes are Hornets and uh, Outlaws and... uh, Yeah, but uh, the, the... Well, so they're... The, our late models for outlaws would be different than what they. I are. know, yeah, yeah. So Cause well, it doesn't because it's it's the racing world. The, right. the late model doesn't really mean anything anymore. No, it doesn't. It's just it's just a name no, to slap on fancy cars. And that's a problem. That's a journalistic problem because sports writers don't understand racing only because in Indiana there's probably eighty five different divisions of racing. Yeah. Whereas in football there's a quarterback. You know there's yeah. a there's an end there's a tackle and everybody understands that. And you can't. And hence, yeah, and you can't take a late model from one class and run it in the late model division in another. No. Or from one track. Yeah. One. From, and I don't know how motors- often you uh, – have you been to the Indianapolis Speedrome and seen, seen what they're out Oh, yeah. I actually, uh, I actually conducted some go-kart racing there and some oh, midget cool. racing. I flagged a couple events there. And, uh, yeah, very, very familiar with it. So where – I got to ask because I'm – if it's okay with you, I don't want this to be the only time we interview you. Where about are you? Do you still live in Ohio? Do you just come in for racing? Are you here in Indy now? No, I'm actually uh, working out of Winchester right now. Okay. And it's kind of like I operate three different tracks right now, plus uh, the Rumble in Fort Wayne in the winter. So yeah, saw, it's kind I'm, of like centrally located for me. God, I'm, I'm so. So uh, after, after this interview, probably sometime today, we'll probably, if it's okay with you, we'll start maybe a group text with you. And start talking about maybe us coming up there to do a sit down interview yeah. with you. Yeah, we can. We can definitely oh, do that. Yeah. We're Absolutely. about we're about forty minutes south of Gas City, so we can come up there or yeah. to Winchester. The Winchester. No, we're about an hour away. Oh, from we're about Winchester. an hour. That's yeah. not bad. Whatever. No. no. And um, wait, no, you're in Indiana, and every road in Indiana is under construction, so you're two hours. <laughs> yeah, away. yeah, it's, it's easily two and a half. Yeah, two, two. And because a half. Um, you know, I don't want to go. I don't want to dig too deep in the past uh, right now because it's we're, we want to talk about your current life, right? But I also want to talk to sure. you about you know your work with Eldora because it's a it's a historic racetrack. I'm a huge race fan. I was yeah. very fortunate. My parents uh, again, we're not going into the past, but right. my parents took me to racing. I got hooked on it. I had an opportunity right as when I graduated 
And that's been my life since, you know, and, uh, you gotta love it. I love every aspect of it, except for the, the social media, you know, mouths, you know, yeah. there's so much good that they can promote and they just want to promote the bad and they don't realize how much they can hurt racing. I mean, you got social media such as what you're doing, which is great. Yeah. And, and that's what it's all about. And, and we, if, if know, there's anything we can do closing faster than they're being built. So yeah, we need to continue 100%. to promote what we have and enjoy what we have. Yeah. Uh, so one thing, and we'll, we'll, I want to make sure that you understand this. Once this gets posted to Spotify, we will send you a link. Yep. You are 100% welcome to share this under the social media of whatever, whatever you, you want. want to. Yep. Um, and I'll oh, make okay. sure that That's it's edited up so it's clean so everybody can listen to it. Yeah, exactly. With the, <laughs> we'll, we'll cut that that one out just because I wasn't thinking it. It's through. okay. It's okay. Um, a little bit too too much of the moon drop. Right there. <laughs> um, there you go. Uh, but you know, and and it's an opportunity to to lend our voices to you guys if you could use it. Yes. And and, and obviously, I'm not going to pretend that it wouldn't be awesome for us if you know the 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 fans that go to Winchester know about us as well. Sure. So. Yeah. And what we want to do is, you know, uh, um, short track racing. And I say this a lot. And everyone have an tells image me problem, yeah. there's, there's a huge image problem with it. But on top of that, you know, with, with drivers who were super passionate about it, getting older and aging out and with, you know, lower car counts and everything like that, it's one of our goals is to make sure that we keep short track racing alive, at least for our lifetime. Yep. After that, everybody can, you know, go can, can, go yeah. deal with it. But, yeah. but, can, go, can go kick rocks, that's as, my, right. as my co-host loves to that's say. Right. That's right. So um, so whatever we can do to help you guys out in any in any facet, we'd, we'd love to be able to assist. Um, and if, even if that includes, like, interviewing some drivers or something like that, whatever shines a light on Winchester. Um, we're not huge Dirt fans, but we're willing to, if you need us to, we'll definitely talk about We'll definitely talk about the I-69 raceway. A, a, a little bit, sure. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm actually considering, I mean, depending I'm depending on, because I, I got I have to meet with another driver. Sure, this other sure, stuff. sure, sure, sure. I'm actually trying to figure out if I can make it out to Gas City tonight just to check Ooh, it out. Ooh, yeah, that'll be, that'll be nice. So here's, here's what we're going to do. Um... We're going to go ahead and end this episode. Just stay on the line for me one second. And uh, uh, thank you, everybody, for the, turning in, yes. tuning into an emergency episode. That's right. It's an emergency episode. So for the crossover, I'm Josh. I'm Mikey. Be good. I'll be good at it. Bye bye.